necessarily like crave cold water. Like if I went to a, a restaurant or something and they're like, here's some water and it was like a nice restaurant, mm-hmm. I'd be I'd be down for hot water. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like working out, that would suck. Just drinking just like tea every time you're working out. <laughs> I would feel so like you're just like, oh man, I'm, I can't wait to like quench my thirst after this set or whatever. Get a big old swig of cold water and it's also hot. No, thanks, man. You know, there's there's uh, nothing quite like a refreshing glass of hot water. <laughs> Get yourself a glass of hot water. Get rid of that cold water garbage and instead try Buildwit hot water. <laughs> man, there's there's so many options for verticals here at Buildwit. Uh-huh. You know, we can get into water. Uh-huh. Could be big. Water. Yeah. Um, we've, you know, we've talked about food before. Yeah. Those are both pretty important in terms of Becoming, life. uh, midwives. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're already working on the infrastructure, which you could say is the shelter part of the, the needs of people. Mm-hmm. And then we can move into food and then move into water and. Well, delivering, delivering babies is actually pretty relevant because we need to develop our future workforce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting at day one. <laughs> we start hour one, man. Oh, man. We're, we're right there. Is that a little too uh, dystopian? A little too 1984? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's like making me think of what is that? Children of Men, where it was like they, there was like a woman who got like pregnant naturally and like it, they had to like keep her protected from just like the masses. Mm. That stresses me out. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily know that Build It needs to move into doula ship, but... You never know, man. Stuff changes around here. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. Anyway, welcome to the Internal Build It Podcast, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Internal Podcast. We're happy to be here in Nashville, Tennessee at the Dirt Talk World Headquarters. Let's make it sound so serious. Yes. That's I mean, it is it serious. Is ser- we only talk Sorry. business around here. I uh, just was tuning into the leadership channel on Slack Mm -hmm. and Lori was saying, we really need to do some SEO. And she sent a screenshot of her Googling dirt talk and it comes up, there's a blog post on a hundred tips for dirty talk is the very first one. (laughs) Issue, big issue. (laughs) Uh, And I joked, that's also a very helpful article. Also, also helpful, not necessarily for us. Different kind of helpful. But it is certainly helpful. Uh, sorry, you rank, you rank pretty well, right? I'm ranking better. That's what I thought. Yeah, I'm ranking much better. There was a guy out of Minnesota who played, it, I think we've talked about it. it he played uh, football, football for some yeah. garbage college. Okay. Or maybe it was high school. Maybe it was high school football, <laughs> and he was he went to some college. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe it was a, it might have been a good college, and he owned the first page of Google for okay. quite a while. Uh, but after working very hard and being very diligent about my online presence, I am now on page one of Google. If you search Aaron Witt, so everybody, you should let put this that, be a lesson. You should put that like in quotes on your um, like Instagram page. Like, you know, in your your little bio. Page one of Google. Page one of Google. Not, no. not, the, not the first result, but page one. That goes on my Tinder bio. <laughs> hey, ladies. How do you feel about SEO? Nothing says impressive like <laughs> being on page one. Yep. Let me tell you. 
<clears throat> I, I have figured out though that you can rig the system pretty easily. There's like this whole bullshit PR world that supports business owners and businesses mm-hmm. in somewhat manufacturing. And I get that's kind of what SEO is. And I, I get that's kind of what marketing is. But we do it for good, real purposes. I feel like there's a lot of agencies out there that if I go to hire them, be like, guys, I want to be just dominate page one of Google. They go get me published in all these things. And it's just a total blitz of bullshit. Yeah. But it gets me on page one. And like, I guess that works. I, I, like, I don't think I do all that well because I'm not all that intentional. It's, I'm not reaching out to magazines and podcasts. Like we're approached all the time on the podcast mm-hmm. now by these yeah. PR people trying to get executives onto podcasts. I could do that, but I don't. You don't. Because I, I think that's a little inauthentic. Mm-hmm. I just, eh, eh, I don't feel good about that. I got messaged by somebody this weekend who I guess, at least on LinkedIn, says they are the president and owner of like a small board game company. Wow. And they said they want to be on Dirt Talk. And I didn't even respond because the only thing they said was, hey, I want to be on your podcast. And the only thing on LinkedIn about them was that they own a board game company. See, they clearly don't know that we're the number one number one podcast in the dirt world. I think they're like, that's a podcast. I should just message him. Cool. Is that your title on LinkedIn? It is podcast producer. Yeah, so all they do is Google. Podcast producer. Podcast producer. Alex Horton, Dirt Talk. They probably have some dude in Indonesia doing it for them. I know. Maybe I can find a way to make my title sound both less important, but more important too. It could be Dirt Talk producer. Senior. Senior. Podcast producer, junior. (sighs) That sounds pretty good to me. Seems pretty legit. It just covers both bases. I don't know. I feel like with a title like that, you're going to get more requests. Yeah, but with the junior at the end, you're like, well, we need to talk to that guy's dad. (laughs) Yeah. Senior my dad's Podcast a junior. Producer, senior. My dad's a junior. My brother almost ended up being a third. But aren't you older? <clears throat> or are they always yeah, knew yeah, it was yeah. going to be Aaron? Yeah. So okay. I, yeah, I, I, for whatever reason, it wasn't going to be me. Which it should be your oldest son if mm-hmm. you're following historic guidelines. Uh, but last week I met with there's a dealer in the eastern part of North Carolina, Gregory Poole. I met with Greg Poole the fourth. Wow. Yeah. I've got a friend that, uh, who they've got a, a son, my, my son's age, who's like three, who is Lewis Anderson Green the fifth. It's pretty intense. And they all have like different vibes. The, this guy's dad is L.A. That's what you call him, L.A. And then Anderson and then like Lewis. And so I don't know where you go from there because to me, that's well, all the options. Well, uh, Greg... He goes by G4, which is sick. It's cool. Okay. <laughs> that, is, that is really, really, really cool. I've always been a fan of the people who are thirds who go by Trey. Like, that's kind of cool to me. Yeah. I've also, the other one, we've got friends alive. And this is maybe very Southern. The fourth often goes by Ford because that like sort of sounds oh, like fourth. That would be a fourth. But that's kind of cool. Yeah. The guy that owns the restaurants down below, his name is Ford. Ford Fry. 
And he's from the South. He's from the South. Yeah. You know, we've never talked about who the, the name is. I absolutely have met Ford Fry before. Um, I've never met him. So I'm just weird. a nobody. He's just a restaurateur. Yeah. But he's out of Atlanta. He's not out of, not even out of Nashville. Mm, but he's, he's ha- he has like some context here. Yeah. Back when I was in the restaurant biz, mm. I don't, you know. Did you know, fun fact, someone was shot outside of our building last week? I don't know that that's that fun, first of all. Well, he lived. Okay, great. So, thank goodness. Yep. They had, up. they had dinner at the Optimist. They walk outside. One of the guys shoots the other guy. Wait, the two, wait, wait, wait. Guys that, that went to dinner. Together, together, yes, and then they, yeah. So he probably found out that his wife Rachel was sleeping. You know, he was sleeping oh with his wife gosh. Rachel or something like that. It's really sad that, that like they went and spent you know three hundred bucks on dinner. That must have been one hell of a dinner. Oh man, that's that's intense. Yeah, yeah. And okay. so I saw some. There, Jessica sent me. There were some news trucks outside, and then Jessica sent me a picture, and I googled it. Oh, how about that? I saw a news truck outside when I left on Friday. Yeah, that's why. Fascinating. Uh So just a little bit of uh, local news. But I think what's important is that sort of story, I would say, does not um, jeopardize the safety of our street out there and our offices. Yeah, it wasn't like some some woman was mugged getting into a car or something terrible like that. I mean, someone getting shot, not ideal. Uh, Ugh. but yeah, it was, I guess, two guys that knew each other that had gone to dinner with one another. I mean, that's very like the Godfather. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. Sometimes to prove a point, you just, you really got to prove a point. I guess, man. Um, don't want to go to dinner with that guy. Mm-mm. Watch out. Anywho, filled with internal podcast. Um, you traveled this weekend or just at the end of last week? Were you in Salt Lake? Yeah, we had to go to Salt Lake for a meeting okay. on Friday. So we were just there, me and Dan, for the day. And then I flew home, went to bed at maybe like 7 on Friday. Is is there a like flight time length that all of a sudden makes a day trip like well, we, we flew a crappy in, idea? We flew on Thursday night. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so we got, got in it. at like 10 or 11. Okay. Thursday night and then flew out at two or so. That's not bad. Yeah. It's like, like you could do those sorts of trips to like Atlanta or something from Nashville. Yeah. But like, you know, that's a 45 minute flight. I'm uh-huh. saying if you're doing like a three hour flight there and back in a day, that's a shitty day. It's a shitty day. It just depends what you're going for. That's true. You know, sometimes it's a very worthwhile hour that you're there. And you're like, I'm about makes- to get a... Big old signature yeah. on a big old piece of paper. Yeah. And um, and this was one of those meetings where it's just, it's well worth our time to oh, go yeah. out there and meet face-to-face. And it's a conversation that you just can't have in person or over the phone. But you don't want to. No. And operating a, operating a remote company, I've really, really started to understand the value of just in-person communication. And when it's important to have that in-person communication mm-hmm. versus when you can get by with a phone call or... Uh, an email or a Google Meet. Um, sometimes there's just value in let me sit down and talk things through in person, um, which I think we need to be better about, especially with our partners. Like I think a lot of the conversations we have with them should be 
in person or go there in person regularly to just hash things out. I know one of the big frustrations is they don't get back to us on certain things. Well, okay, maybe it takes uh, four hours sitting down with them in their office to get everything done for two months. Ah, that's pretty worthwhile. So yeah. you're not going back and forth left and right and trying to chase shit down. Like, let's just, why don't we just go there, sit down with them, make it happen, go see a job site while we're there and get everything we need to get. We've been good about it, but I think over the next six months, as we have greater means, we need to You're spread our wings a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. And, and spend more time face-to-face with our partners would go a long way. Sure. Well, I love that. I mean, I, I think we've gone through, I mean, well, I'll say this. As we've brought more people onto the team, we have like more staff to service the partners, which is great. Yeah. But then I think sometimes it could get tricky where it's like, well, we really need to bring some people out to this meeting or out to this meeting. Correct. And sometimes that makes sense. And other times it's like, ah, oh, this other person probably should have been here. You know? Just- yeah. But then, and then this, but this goes to the more decentralized approach too. And the whole make decisions value is that, you know, like you going to Arizona was a good example. Yeah. Okay. I could record all these podcasts remote or I can just go to Arizona and knock I don't know how many of them four yeah. out at one at one time. So spending the whatever it was five hundred thousand dollars to just go out there it was make not five hundred thousand dollars. I just want to say that he said five hundred, comma, words are hard. There we go. Um, that sure, you like you can make that decision if you need to go yeah. talk to someone. Go talk to somebody. Well, and it's not like I spend my non podcasting with Aaron days on the road. I'm like, man, I got to get out there. I got to get into the dirt. It's like there's. I'm here for the most part. I yeah. still probably travel the least of anybody I build with. Well, and then Outside that's of like Shay or something like that. That's a whole other thought. Um, is how do we utilize Nashville in the space that we have now mm-hmm. to bring partners to us? Oh yeah. Um, and that's something I want to do a lot more of in the next six months. Is invite companies to come here, spend time with us, spend use time Nashville, in the office too. Spend time in the in the office, of course. Yeah, and then you know have them spend the weekend with their wife here in Nashville. Everybody loves Nashville. Uh, it's, you know, every time I talk to someone about it, oh yeah, no, my, me and my wife freaking love it or me and my husband freaking love it or yeah, we'll bring the kids out there. It's just a fun place. Um, and I want to try to get people, more people to visit us as well. I feel like there's, <clears throat> so like I've done, we've, you know, certainly lined up a, a handful of people who are who are planning to come to town who have already come to town to do the podcast. But I feel like with our partners, um, it probably almost makes more sense for me to work with like the brand strategists and whoever else to be like, all right, who are you planning to have come to Nashville? Right? Like who makes sense to like want to come here yeah. and then try to align those things as opposed to like me reaching out and emailing, you know, whoever be like, Hey, do you want to be on the podcast? And then you could maybe do business stuff too. You know what I mean? Like trying to tie in the other way. Correct. Um, but we've got some people coming into town. We got Garrett Wilson Two weeks from now. Not, be, not a partner, but yeah, should be a riot. That'll be a really good time. Uh, yeah, and, and that's um, that's a great thought, is how can we bring the most value? If we need Herb Sargent on the podcast, how can we bring the most value for Herb? And sit there and think, okay, so Herb's business slows down January, February. So maybe we have him out in February. Bring him out. Let's talk about it now because he's a busy guy. Mm-hmm. So he needs you know two months head notice. And okay, we're going to get him on the podcast. And maybe we get him on the partner podcast and dirt talk. And then we meet with them about, okay, these projects X, Y, Z, and maybe someone from the content teams here, a yeah. lot of opportunity. Yeah. Like he, he brings, 
um, you know, one or two other people from from his team that like makes sense being here for a meeting. You know, just kind of doing a lot of those things all at once. That's it. That kind of starts to make sense to me. That's um, I it. like that. Yeah. Cool. Um, we've got a couple questions for the internal podcast. That sounds delightful. Let's just do it. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say, on the internal podcast, I wanted to talk something on Dirt Talk about swearing. So let's talk about swearing on the Dirt Talk podcast. Okay. If you wouldn't mind. It's a great topic. On this one, though, just to preface the next few weeks, it's we've we've got really good things coming soon. So stand by. Heck yeah. All right. We got a question from one Benjamin Holmgren. You know it's gonna be serious. Ooh, okay. This is actually pretty valuable. Um, he said, feel free to keep this anonymous or not. And I chose to not. Cause I love throwing that guy under the bus. I feel, uh, I feel like that's just a good policy though, is, I mean, ideally I want to get to a point where anyone can just ask. I think mo- I mean, most of them are, yeah, you know, with a name attached. I've, but. and, and I've, I've trying to create a business place where this is, I've, I've, I was just reading about end of last week, psychological safety. And we haven't been perfect there, obviously. Mm-hmm. We need to do a lot better. Um, but uh, in that, create a business in which people can challenge one another openly and have a helpful discussion mm-hmm. and come away with it in a good place. And that starts with me on this podcast. I do want it to be a place where anybody can ask any question yeah. and assign a name to it and for that not to be scary or there be repercussions or whatever it may be. Because... I, I, I'm so serious when I say there's not a single question that I could be asked on this podcast that I would be upset about or uncomfortable about. Maybe uncomfortable, but in a good way. Like, ooh, okay. Well, we, we've had a couple that are like, uh, could be a little sticky. We can kind of walk our way through maybe the the, the beginning of that conversation and then it kind of uh-huh. opens up. Yeah. Um, the one I've, I think is more... Um, could be a little bit more tough is like maybe like one division asking a question about another division or um you know because obviously like you don't want to like be misconstrued by asking a certain question about like another part of the business and make it seem like that was like you're criticizing and more just trying to like learn i don't know i could just like i think to me that would give me more anxiety than like i need to ask Aaron a hard question about himself or his opinion or whatever. Yeah. That's to me that's less scary at this yeah. point. Or not less scary, but less sticky at this point. And sure. more like um, you know, like I asked about the the software that we're we're putting together, you know, the, the applications we're working on. Um like I had like some like anxiety about that because it was like, well I, I don't know the answers to these things and maybe I should. But if I like bring it up like I don't know, does that feel like I'm dropping somebody under the bus who should have told me or should have communicated that. Well, but I think everybody also understands the context and everybody understands intent as well. It's, sure. hey, I have good intent here. I'm I'm confused about it. And so I just want to know. Yeah. But I think you do a nice job. And I was meaning to say this to you, but I would rather say it on the podcast. You do a nice job uh, playing devil's advocate or asking questions that you think might be out there. And more around floating around in a more broad sense. And I think that's super valuable for everybody and do more of that. And to everybody listening, do more of that in general. 
If you don't understand something, ask. If there's something bothering you, let's talk about it. I, we need to continue to reinforce this concept of transparency wins, having transparent, hard discussions. Yeah. And some of the best discussions we can have as a business are going to be uncomfortable and aren't going to be full of fun and happy. Uh, but that's what creates a strong organization, strong yeah. culture at the end of the day is doing hard things together. And some of that is having those hard conversations. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Um, certainly one goal that I've had is, well, I would say that the way that my role is different on this podcast versus Dirt Talk is I think there is a little bit of Dirt Talk that like I can like serve you some softballs because mm -hmm. like that's great for the podcast and that's yeah. helpful and fun. But I don't really want to do that as much here. No, and I, I don't want that yeah. on this one. I really do want to be challenged. And I, I say it a lot on this podcast. This is so just unfiltered is what it is. And I hope that's understood because this isn't me getting to sit down in an email and really thinking it through and coming back to it. This is just very off the cuff. Yeah. So it has to be looked at it through that lens and that filter has to be applied to it. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a lot more beneficial saying something potentially imperfect and showing my thought process than sitting down for three hours and penning a perfect email to the team. That could still then be misconstrued mm -hmm. or you know whatever else. Yeah. That isn't in with with no tone associated with mm -hmm. it, not in my voice. This is there's a lot more here for a human being to pick up on than words on a screen. Yeah, this is build with Ron Unfiltered, man. Is that the new name for the podcast? Yeah. Aaron Witt. Raw and unfiltered. <laughs> I don't like Sounds that. Sounds like a terrible like <laughs> comedy special. I don't I don't like that. Nope. Uh uh. Okay. Right. Anyway, back, back to the back to the Benjamin Holmgren Benjamin question. Benjamin Holmgren. The anonymous Benjamin Holmgren question. He says, What is your process for creating content for social media? When slash how slash where do you write your posts? Uh, this is a great question. And then just tips in general. This is a super good question. Um, social media is a skill. The funny thing about social media, it's similar to marketing. Everybody thinks they get it because they have social media. They, they can have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I say, um, like like operators, for example, every operator thinks they're good. It's kind of like like sex for men. Every, every man thinks they're good at <laughs> sex. And, and that's the joke I have with the operators out in that's the field. Right, yeah. And it's, it's very, very... They can latch onto that real easy. Mm. <laughs> I feel like every man can, at least. Uh, yeah, so every, since everybody has social media, they think they understand how it works. Very few people actually understand how, how social media works. Yeah. Um, the, the, thing, the thing that really started to help me is, is understand how it works is you just have to look at it from a different lens. If you really want to use it as a tool, look at it as a tool, not just a means to consume time or um, you know, uh, add to your ego. So traditionally, I think it's a means to consume time, give you that, uh, cure that boredom, dopamine, show people what you're doing. But if you reframe it and start, how do I use this as a tool to help me accomplish my goals? And for me, contribute to our mission of making the dirt world a better place. You start to have that higher purpose to it. I think you need a higher purpose. And that's what we just talked about with fitness, for example. Yeah. If you don't have that higher purpose attached to it, it's not going to last. So if you don't go into social media, having that higher purpose attached to it, it's just not going to last. Second, it has to be consistent. So I just made a rule that I have to post, you know, I'm so good and natural at posting stories now because I made a rule. 
okay, I have to post four stories a day at first because I wasn't doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's a little annoying at first and a little uncomfortable having to make, like I would make an Instagram post every single day and I'd have to do four stories a day. But after you do it day after day after day, it starts to become a habit. And then it's just part of your day. So I think making it consistent is enormously powerful. Um, to this day, I think it's a lot of discipline for me. I need to do it to further our mission and grow our business. So there's a lot of days where I don't want to do it, but it's, nope, I don't care what I don't want to do. I don't want to run every morning, but I do it anyway because mm-hmm. I know I have to. Yeah. Um, so establishing some level of consistency there, it doesn't have to be once a day. Maybe it's just once a week, but make a rule that I need to do this once a week because if I do this, it helps me with X. It mm-hmm. helps it helps add to build what's mission. It helps grow, build what's business. It, you know, you as the, as the, the co-host of the dirt talk podcast, it helps us grow dirt talk and adds a different perspective other than Aaron's on social media, which helps me accomplish my goals, you know, adds to my career and potentially grows my salary and, and that kind of thing. Um, make it fun is a big thing. It doesn't have to be a chore. I really enjoy posting on social media because I just get to talk about whatever I'm learning or whatever stupid thing I got into or where I traveled or somebody interesting I met. Make it fun and exciting and just talk about what you want to talk about. It doesn't need to be a chore. Um, And that's, I think the last point is just keep it as, as, and the word authentic is probably overplayed, but keep it true to who you are and what really interests you. Like this morning, I even had a thought while I was running. There's these really talented car photographers that do some amazing, amazing work by setting up these cars in amazing places. And I thought, man, I should do more of that. My photos aren't dynamic enough. And if I got to control the situation a machine was in, it could be a hell of a lot more dynamic and so much more potentially impactful to photograph. But then I, then I quickly redirected and I've had this thought a lot. I don't enjoy doing that. I don't enjoy setting up a machine. I don't enjoy a brand new machine in a place where it's not working. I just love capturing a machine doing real work. That's what I love. So no, I'm not going to go do that. I'm just going to focus on what I love, what gets me going, which is machines doing real work. And a lot of times that's imperfect. A lot of times I don't get what I want. A lot of times I have to follow these rules and safety this and get permission for that. But that's just the world I I love and operate in, and that's what I'm going to go chase. Yeah. So with anybody's social media, you know, talk about what gets you going and keep it to your personality. And that's a big thing that I'm pushing with Dirt Talk and with Matt and a lot of the stuff we're doing right now is, and this is something Matt's helping me on, is get more of me out there because there's only one Aaron Witt. Now, there's a lot of people posting heavy equipment videos and photos on the internet now, and I think we helped accelerate that. So sure. there's a lot of those people. But if I'm wholly myself, none of those people will ever be me, and that can't be taken from me. Yeah. So I think that's what I would say on social media. Um, I sit down every morning. It's part of my morning routine, and I type it out on my notes in my phone so I can better visualize the text. Mm-hmm. I type out the text once. I proofread it 
and try to eliminate, apply, keep it simple, stupid to the text itself and try to get everything out. I'll typically look for photos before I come up with a caption, but sometimes I'll come up with a caption and apply it to a photo. Mm -hmm. That's probably like 20% of the time. 80% of the time is photo. Talk about what was going on in that photograph, what I learned, the job site, the machine, that kind of thing. And then I put it in there as a draft and I'll use an app called Grammarly to make sure Sure. I've proofread and the grammar is spot on before I post so I don't look like a jackass. So that's the actual mechanics of it. That was great. And this is, I don't know much about what we do in this business, but social media, I feel like I have a good handle on. And that's not because I understand the technical side of it or anything like that. I've just worked on really getting to know me as a human being and what I can offer people Mm -hmm. and, and running in that direction. And that's why I take whenever I'm in a situation where people don't like that or say, I can't do that, I take that personally and I run from that because it's like, no, no, no. I don't think you understand. This is all I have. So if I can't be me here, then I... What else we got? We don't have anything and I I have no business being here. Mm-hmm. Um, my initial thought is, can I drop that in a Dirt Talk Monday episode? You didn't mention anything that was like out of line. But I feel like we get emails about that all the time. It's like, what? I just still like, you know, I can put some of what we're what our company's doing on on Instagram, but it's like we don't get much engagement or whatever. Like I feel like that was like the best explanation you've done on that topic. Um, you can listen through this internal podcast and if it's good to go, upload it on Dirt Talk. Yeah. And just share. We maybe you can we we can read it record an intro on on this Dirt Talk episode coming up saying, hey, this is an internal podcast. We wanted to show you guys what we do. That's a fascinating topic. Reference it. That actually might make sense for uh like holiday weeks or sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that could be a good, but I, and and if it's going to be applied more broadly, speaking to our business in general, though, it's super, super, super helpful when people are posting on social media. Mm -hmm. I cannot overstate that. It's so valuable to have as many people as we can consistently posting on social media that drives the hell out of our mission, drives the hell out of our business. It drives the hell out of recruiting for our future positions. It drives this whole thing, drives this whole thing. And I'm an increasingly smaller and smaller and smaller part of this. Sure, my social media presence is what started this, but what's going to perpetuate this whole thing and grow it into a true movement is that's what a movement is, is as many people involved in the movement, involved in accomplishing something as possible. And so if there was one thing out of this, it's, Post on social media however you can because I cannot overstate the benefit to the business. I cannot over... And the benefit to you as an individual. Mm -hmm. I mean, it teaches you to be a better communicator. It teaches you to refine your thoughts. It teaches... Writing helps me so much. Just articulate what I'm trying to accomplish and or, or what I've learned. It helps me is just develop myself as a human being. So it's first very selfish endeavor, but but secondly, it's we can't accomplish our mission without as many people as we can on board with us. And it starts with our company. So, and and it doesn't have to be Instagram. It can be LinkedIn. It can be TikTok. It can be a blog post. It can be so many different things. There's tons of different mediums there. You don't need to be on all of them. 
Just pick one. Maybe you like taking pictures. Cool. Maybe you just like writing. Cool. Maybe you like video. Cool. There's a lot of different options out there. Yeah. We're past the point where, oh, I just, I don't want to do it or I don't like it. I'm sorry. You live in 2021. You can't just not do social media. It really, like yeah. it, the world doesn't work that way anymore. So, and, and, and honestly, just speaking from like an individual standpoint, if you go build your brand as an individual, that's very, very valuable, whether that's at BuildWit or if you decide to go off on your own. Okay, now you have a brand to go stand on. What did I do when I started BuildWit? I didn't start from zero when I left HCSS. I already had a brand that I'd built for a year and a half, BuildWit, before I started the company. That's why I was able to grow like I did in the beginning. If I was starting from zero, none of this would be here. So even if you wanted to go off on your own, okay, cool, you have a brand. Even if you just wanted to do something else on the side, like Claire's a great example. She has this whole enormous woodworking brand on the side. And she, she I think, likes working here. She's still here. Finger crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, but she also has this love, and that's woodworking. And she tried it on her own. It worked out very well. She wanted to go back working with a team, doing different things away from her hobby. Cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, or maybe you go and, you know, work for another company down the road. You bring that brand to them. You're so much more valuable than anyone else applying for that job. Anybody else. So there's a lot of application there. Yeah. I could talk about this for a long time. I think that's great. And it's certainly been in the back of my mind of like, how do we communicate and like put out those sorts of um, approaches like to our team about social media because you've spoken, you know, in piecemeal over the years, basically, you know, here's here's why it's important for all of us to be, you know, talking about BuildWit online, talking about BuildWit on the internet. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was like the most like encapsulated, like direct, here's how to, here's why I do it. Here's how I do it. Here's, you know, the, the parts that you can take and use for yourself. Thank you. Well, you know, um, three three folks that have done it really well, and there's a lot of people that Benjamin's one, Shauna's one. We've talked a lot yeah. about, you know, Claire's one. Um, three people that have done it really well are Chell, Angel, Eric. The funny thing is, when I'm out on site, a lot of people talk to me about them because they have a brand online. Yeah. And they've also been following them for years now. And Sure, they're content guys and they're posting similar stuff, bulldozers and that kind of thing. A lot of the questions though are from people that don't understand our business. And that's because all the other people in our business don't really have a significant presence online and aren't talking about what goes on behind the scenes. So they're just unaware. Yeah, People are really interested in BuildWit and what we're doing here. So even if you don't have a job where you're filming bulldozers and can post, you know, two D11s hogging overburden in North Dakota, like, like, Someone just reposted of Angels the other day. People want to know what's going on here. People are only becoming more and more intrigued by what our business is doing. Talk about it. Talk about it. People find that quite fascinating. And it's not all a numbers game either. Maybe it's, you know, 15 people liking your LinkedIn post. There's a lot of value there. A lot of value. The most valuable thing we do from a brand perspective and from a reach perspective is probably the podcast. That's what I'm talked to. That's what people talk to yeah. me about the most. The podcast from a just numbers perspective, one of our lowest performing things we do online. You mean in terms of? 
if you compare like how many people listen to this versus how many people consume our stuff on Instagram. For sure, yeah. It's yeah. so much smaller. And yet the impact is so much more significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Right? My father-in-law um, was in town this weekend and he was asking about the podcast and you know what we work on. And he said, so, uh, you know, what are the direct ways that the podcast makes money? And I'm like, we're kind of just building up the brand. He's like, yeah, but the brand has got to make money. I'm like, trust me, our company's working on making money. Like, we're working on, we're it. Working on that. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of hard for me to describe because he, like, retired a couple of years ago. He was president and CEO of a company in Alabama that, like, he's just, like, wired to think of it one way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're, we're in the brand awareness makeshift phase. Yeah. You know, like, that's that's where we are. Yeah. And so um, I think that approach is why um, everybody who puts like stuff out in the world about BuildWit, just, you know, here's what I'm working on at BuildWit or whatever, why all that's valuable is because like it, we just need people to like see the name BuildWit and be like, what is that? Correct. And recognize it enough to where like, oh, hey, they posted about that a couple times. I need to go, you know, I get texts all the time from like friends in my life that are not like super close that I don't talk about my job to that ask, what is BuildWit? I feel yeah. like I see it all the time on LinkedIn now. Yeah. And it's like, well, let me tell you. Exactly. Well, and that's in, in make the dirt world a better place. Uh, it comes down to largely just educating people on the dirt world in general. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's your role. Educate your friends and family about what the dirt world is. I feel like at this point, working for BuildWit, you know, past maybe a week, you start to understand, holy shit, the dirt world is a big deal. And I couldn't live without it. Take what you're learning Take that realization and go apply it to those that are in your personal life and share that and educate people about, hey, I didn't even realize this world exists. Now I work for BuildWit. I've met some of these blue collar folks, worked with these, some of these companies. It's incredible work, incredibly impactful. Maybe none of your friends and family go work for the dirt world, which is probably, probably realistic. Yeah. But at least they are now thinking about it. You know, my friends I've had that their first thing they say to me is, Everywhere I drive, I just see freaking construction trucks now because of your stupid page on Instagram. I love that because now they're thinking about it. Now they're having to, oh, wow, that's, I saw that machine on online. Mm-hmm. They've never been exposed to it before, so they tune it out. But now that their, their brain has been seeing it on their phone, they start to recognize it in real life and start to think about it. That's a win for the dirt world. Yeah. That's making the dirt world a better place. I mean, when you think about like really large companies, um, you know, there's that phenomenon where you get like a new car and then you start seeing your car all over town. Correct. There's a psychological term for it. I just don't know what the technical term is. But like those huge brands count on that. Yeah. They want you to be like, oh, wow, I do see a lot of people. And then when somebody asks you like, what do you like about a car? It's like, well, I see, I see a lot of people driving it and I really enjoy it. It's like, that's like huge marketing for them. Just like that psychological thing. Yeah. And that's, this the same exact thing. You know, it's your friends who previously wouldn't have cared or known anything about the dirt world. All of a sudden they're like, well, now I guess I like see this stuff and I think it's cool just because my friend kept posting about it and I couldn't escape. Mm-hmm. And now it's like something that, you know, they might tell another friend who be like, oh yeah, that is kind of cool. You know what I mean? Just like the the uh like ripple effect of putting stuff out there. Yeah. Well, talking maybe, about it. And maybe they they see the value in the dirt world mm-hmm. and start to see it in a more positive light. 
And then when their kids potentially want to get into the dirt world, they're saying, that sounds cool. They're not saying, no, that's a, that's a, that's a bad industry. That's what you do if you don't go to college or yeah. you, you're not very smart or you really screw up. You go become a construction worker. That's, that's the change we need to create here. We need to change that conversation. We just need to be shooting the parking lots of construction companies. Be like, you want a King Ranch? Get into construction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is there's a lot of guys that are really cheap too. Yeah. So you'll have, you'll have on one side of the spectrum, you'll have nice trucks, that kind of thing. On the other side of the spectrum, you'll have like some shitbox little Honda that has <laughs> 250,000 miles on it, was paid off a decade ago. Yeah. And yet, because they have to drive an hour hour to work one way, they just keep like clocking. That's, yeah, it's like the that's miles. my work car, and when I get to work, I get in my work <laughs> yeah, truck. And exactly. Drive to the side. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for digging in on all that, man. That's super valuable to me. Um, I think it'll certainly be super valuable to the team. Um, you know, we certainly have a lot of e- e- examples of why social media is important. I mean, that's like so. It's such like an old people point. Why social media is so important to us. Yeah. And so um, I think it's great just to kind of hear the more like technical aspects of that. Um, and that like requires discipline and it's like a muscle you have to continue to like strengthen. So that's really great. Well, it's, it's important to us, but it's just important as a human being today. And and you I get left out. I don't it. like that as much as anybody else, but only becoming more and more and more essential. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a big social media guy. I don't really like it all that much. I'm not a big technology guy. None of that. That one, that might have been bigger than last week. That was pretty brutal. It was another blast. Um, but I've just, I just have come to accept that, okay, this is the world we live in mm-hmm. and I need to get on board. The, I guess the last thing I'll say is consistency. You do have to keep in mind, I've been doing this every single day multiple times a day for years for almost five years now that's why i'm able to get on tiktok and get five million views in a week is because it's i've done it every single day for five years you do anything every single day for five years you're gonna get good at it uh but it didn't start that way let me tell you yeah awesome cool uh thanks y'all for sending in questions we'll hit some more questions next week on the build with internal podcast aaron thanks for digging all that um, if y'all have questions, email them to me, Alex at buildwit.com. Um, thanks y'all. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Stay dirty. Bye.